Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt. And you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. It is episode 90. Wow, 90. How about that? Uh, being recorded on the 2nd of January 2015. We've had a, what, two, three weeks off, guys? Getting yeah, drunk so. and eating far yeah, too yeah. much Christmas pudding <laughs> and generally avoiding podcasting so that we can enjoy the festive festivities of the season, Advent and all that stuff. But now we're back uh, just because of the calendar. We couldn't really do one just before the end of the year. So we thought we'd do one right at the beginning of 2015. So I suppose we'd better start by saying Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, indeed. So what have you guys been up to in the last couple of weeks then? Russ, what have you been up to? Me, mostly uh, enjoying the perks of two weeks off of work, albeit being struck down with man flu, but uh, basically spending the uh, the festivities playing Cards Against Humanity, which, uh, as you you both know, is uh, <laughs> quite a good crack, it can be said, and um, eating plenty of food and plenty of cake, so a good time had by all. How about yourselves? Yeah, yeah, um, I've been um, doing lots of things, really. Uh, Cards Against Humanity has been on the agenda. As had a few other things. We played Zombie Side last week, which was a lot of fun. Um, eating quite a lot of food. I've really been drinking a lot of alcohol. You know, I've had a few tipples here and there, but I've <laughs> hardly been paralytic at any point, which is probably a good thing. Although there was inst- an incident a couple of weeks ago, which I think I might mention on a previous podcast, but if I didn't, it would involve white wine. It got really ugly. But you, <laughs> well, you remember that, Russ. You know that night. When we went that was so it. funny. Oh that my was so god! Funny. So we didn't mention this on the last podcast, did we? I think we kind of forgot it. Um, I got absolutely slaughtered before I'd even free arrived bar. at the pub. Free bar. It was a free bar, yeah. And I must have drunk about two and a half. I was probably too close to two bottles of white wine in about an hour and a half. <laughs> and I, I remember getting to the pub in Camden when you were there, and I remember saying straight away, "Look, you need to know I'm drunk." All right, I'm so <laughs> drunk. So, yeah, that was... I'm glad you... I don't even remember bits of that night, I have to say. Um, it was the fact that you'd actually fallen over at the end of the evening and it was about 20 minutes later. like, did I fall over at some point? That's when you know you're drunk. <laughs> I know, I fell over. <laughs> I remember dropping my camera, uh, which, which really worried me. I remember falling over, I think, in Camden High Street as I was crossing the road. <laughs> That's it, yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm like, oh... Yeah, I'm amazed you actually managed to find the pub because it's kind of hidden down one of the one of the side streets. Oh, it wasn't. I wasn't that bad by that point. It was when we got got into the pub and maybe had a JD and Coke and double JDs, and and then it went a bit wrong. Yeah, that was probably the drunkest I've been in 2014. Anyway, it's not all about that. It was a great (laughs) night. Um, Probably the to see the guys from Medulla. I vaguely remember seeing the guys from Medulla. I think I waved a lot when they were on the stage. And, and said hello, and that's about as much as I remember. Anyway, yeah, so that, uh, but that's not what I did over Christmas. Uh, I had a good time, actually. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned it, but I managed to get over to Milan to see Looking to Call play at the Rock TV Christmas party, which was a lot of fun. Um, some other very strange bands there, uh, and uh, lots of food and lots of loud Italian people around backstage, but it was absolutely um, epic. Uh, really, really good, good time. Uh, and then it's been home with the family. Uh, working a few days so yeah not bad pretty good uh, Christmas and New Year Mike what about you? Um, pretty much work all the time unfortunately I've only had well Christmas Day off Boxing Day and New Year's Day so I've been working uh, pretty much flat out um, apart from New Year's Eve I went to a wedding which was pretty entertaining um, A wedding quite... on New Year's Eve? Yeah yeah that was quite nice and a free bar as well so oh, There we go 
Yes. Do you Very remember nice. it? Do you remember it? Yeah, yeah. I drank quite a lot. Christmas Eve was quite good as well. I went out Christmas Eve and I had about 20 beers then. So I was quite drunk. Did you say 20 beers? Yeah. 20 beers and a pint of malt cider. So. I remember those days. <laughs> it's been a while, but I remember them. I, 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 if I had days like that, I certainly do not remember them. So but, Christmas Day was quite frank out for a few hours. <laughs> I can imagine you were. My God, yeah. 20 beers. I mean, I know, you know, a dozen would floor me. The idea of 20. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, um, well, I'm, I'm glad we all had a good time, but now we're back, raring to go. So 90 episodes in. So I thought what we'd do this week is we would do a 2014 kind of look back review uh, talking about the news the big big ticket items as it were that came out of the news over the course of 2014 a quick uh, reflection on the tours uh, talk a little bit about the podcasts that we've had over the last year and things you might have missed out on and give you an opportunity to go back and find them Uh, and then personally thought think about what well the favourite parts of the year were for us in terms of Lacuna Coil. So let's start off with the news then. I'm going to go all the way back to the first bit of news that we reported was way back on the 13th of January last year. So almost a year to the day, not quite a week out or so. And it was uh, Lacuna Coil announced a new album, a seventh studio album that they were calling Broken Crown Halo. They were going to be joined in their native Italy by a producer, Jane Baumgardner, who's previously known for his work with P.O.D., Seven Dust, Evanescence, Paproach, amongst others, as well as Carl Hoffman as the engineer, uh, and uh, was also going to be mastered by uh, Howie Weinberg, who was well known for working on bands like Ramstein, Deftones, Nirvana, and so on and so forth. So, lots of big names there. Uh, this to say, this announcement came out on the 13th of January. So, yeah, that was quite big, big news for us. Uh, week following on the 21st they unveiled the track listing and the artwork for the new album suffice to say it's dark and it had a crown on the front in fact it had a couple of crowns on the front very strange looking thing which we've all got used to now of course those were the first big bits of news from 2014 i think it's fair to say guys we're all pretty excited um any new look look album is gonna wet our appetite as it were and it was um we were very much looking forward to this subject of some discussion on the podcast where we started talking about possible merchandising or marketing i think it's fair to say broken crowns all over the place i remember we talked about mcdonald's on more than one occasion (laughs) but um it was really i suppose valentine's day which um probably brought what i don't know maybe for me is the biggest news from the lacuna call in 2014 which was the announcement that um about pizza and chris so um cristiano um, migliore and um cristiano mazzati were both leaving both retiring from lacuna call after well over a decade each of them it's fair to say that this was massive piece of news uh, obviously led to a lot of speculation uh, much of it negative as you can well imagine uh, the following day, of course, we received uh, personal messages from the guys, which are on the front of well, were on the front of Empty Spiral at the time. But that was massive news, wasn't it, guys? I don't know about you, but it was. I was a bit surprised yeah. by that whole thing, really. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, how do you respond to that when you see that? <coughs> and uh, I think it's fair to say that it's been a. I, I won't even go so far to say it's been a storm because it's, it's, it was. 
very much a amicable retirement from the guys. Uh, you never really got the sense there was much in the way of drama. Um, it was the right thing for them. Uh, and the band have said those that remained, it's, it's, it was the right thing for the band, basically. So um, I don't think that they've suffered as a consequence as a band over the last six to nine months. Um, as a consequence of the, the guys leaving. But um, yeah, it was big news, absolutely big news. So this, of course, is in the, mid, in the midst of the marketing lead up to the release of Broken Crown Halo, which is due for release on the 1st of April. So this was sort of right in the middle of that, really. Uh, it did seem a little strange to me, I don't, if, I don't know if it felt the same to you, that we were aware that when the album was coming out that it was, I guess you could describe it as the swan song of... Um, of Chris and Pizza, in that we knew that they were involved in the recording of the album, um, their images were involved in the, the marketing of the album, all the posters and the pamphlet and the booklets inside and so forth. But we knew that that would be the last time we'd really be seeing him with Lacuna Coal. That was I've always found that a bit of a strange sort of strange sensation, strange, strange feeling that I had when I saw that. Um, and I still feel that now when I look at the Broken Crown Halo booklet and think, oh, you know, that's the last we saw of him. But it makes me wonder what's going to come next. Don't know. How do you feel about that, guys? In, in one sense, it is the closing of one chapter. Like, yeah, you can always describe in some ways as a fan that their careers are defined in certain chapters. And this was the closing of one chapter and the opening of a new one. And nobody at the time really knew what was going to lie in, ahead of, uh, for them as a band. And obviously, it's flourished into something great, which we, we both all agree on, and I would imagine. And moving forward, everything's now great yeah yeah Russ, what do you think yeah very similar i agree with both of what you said and i think it was it was fitting that they went out on a high on a on what is a an arguably a very strong album i think you know not to sort of um shoot shoot previous albums down but if though this news had sort of been announced at the uh you know the shallow life sort of era it probably would have been a bit more of a of a downer and a bit sort of uh, harder to take but you know they went out on you know what is a, a very very high point Mm. yeah agreed agreed but yeah I, mean, I don't know about you guys but I, it just felt like a really you know, massive piece of news and uh, I was recovering from it just kind of thinking well how do I deal with this or how do we deal with this as fans was um, was quite a big thing um, and of course there was that sense of uh, anticipation excitement with the new album was about to release be released I should say but at the same time thinking reflecting of the uh, looking back over the years of um, you know meeting the guys and recognizing Lacuna Coil as a six-piece band and now becoming a four-piece band and what was that going to mean? You know, the, uh, are they proven that they can do without two guitarists? Although obviously people have different views of the the value of multiple guitarists, but uh, they needed percussion <laughs> and, and they needed to come from somewhere. So that was that made for a very interesting. Um, speculation anyway moving on for the news uh, as i said before this was at a time when the marketing engine was in full swing as it were uh, in preparation for broken crown halo and it was uh, that same week so on the 19th of february we we heard die and rise that was released as a single across the internet as it were and then soon after that the next day we had the nothing stands in our way lyric video which was put onto youtube and then it was uh, in March we had the Die and Rise lyric video. So those are the sort of the two main songs that we were going to be we would hear uh, across the various uh, media leading up to 
the Broken Crown Halo release, or the release of the album, I should say. On the 24th, I published the um, Empty Spiral review of Broken Crown Halo. Loved it, loved the album. Listened to it a few times, reviewed it. Still listen to it on a very regular basis at the moment. I think it's a fantastic album. And as you said, Russ, very much a high, very much a, a strong album amongst the uh, um, the Lacunacore discography. So on the 1st of April, they've finally released Broken Crown Halo. Although that 1st of April release date was a bit, I remember, a bit nebulous, wasn't it, really? As I recall, a lot of people got it quite a few days before then, so it was a, mm. bit, a bit flexible, it's fair to say. Debuted at number nine in the album rock chart and number 27 in the top 200 album chart. This is Billboard. Very, very well placed, especially in the current climate of um, album releases uh, and sort of people buying their albums from elsewhere or buying individual songs or, or whatever. So, you know, proved to be very popular from day one. Uh, soon after that, at the end of the month, we got a, the video for I Forgive, But I Won't Forget Your Name. That was released. Cracking video again. Good to see. Uh, strangely, I guess we still saw Chris and Pizza on the album, on the video, I should say, um, long after they'd retired. So yeah, it was again. It was we were in this kind of strange, looking back at the past, looking forward to the future kind of place, which um, I, I, I found that quite quite challenging from time to time. There's various bits of news throughout the year. I'm not going to dwell on all, all of them, but uh, way in October, Christina was crowned the Queen of Rock 2014 by Examiner. And then in November, Marco Cotizalati, the uh, bassist of the Kunakol and uh, keen artist, released released his own um, art through his online store. And then it was right at the end of the year that we um, we, we published uh, Gillian's interview with Andy and Christina. We'll talk about interviews in a minute when we come onto the podcast. So tours-wise, I worked it out earlier, guys. Lacuna Corps played 128 shows in 2014. Yeah, not bad. That's a lot. That is a lot, yeah. So <laughs> it started off with the Hottest Chicks in Rock Tour in the US uh, throughout February and March. And then from March through to the end of May, we had the Dead and Rising Tour in the US, which was which also included uh, shows in um, Mexico and Brazil. There were six shows in South America. And um, on the 1st of April at the Roxy Theatre in West Hollywood in California, there was, of course, the release party for Broken Crown Halo. We then had the Broken Crown Halo tour, which started off in um, Italy and then kind of went across to Europe, playing a number of festivals uh, into Russia. And then it went across to the US and Canada. They played more shows in Canada than they'd ever played before. So that was quite an extensive tour. Of course, throughout this time, they were doing without a bassist um, for a lot of it because of uh, uh, Marco's arm injury. Uh, but the, from a percussion perspective, it was um, it was Ryan Folden, who previously sort of it was previously a drum tech and a very good friend of the band that was playing with them. And uh, I think it's fair to say by then we were speculating that Ryan was going to be around for quite some time. Then there was the European tour, which started in October in five shows in the UK, which we all went to, of course, and then went through to Germany and ending up in Italy uh, in November. And then finally, there was the Rock TV show on the 15th of December in Milan. So quite a lot of touring there, guys. 128 shows. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of shows, I would say. Coming on to us then, this is a quick reflection on the podcast. So this year, we've published 41 episodes of the Empty Spiral podcast. I guess it's fair to say that 
we're nominally a weekly podcast. Would you agree? At least yeah. we try to be, don't we? Mm-hmm. We do try. Doesn't always happen, and I think that's I think that's you know we've dropped what what we dropped eleven weeks out of our uh, fifty-two week schedule. That's not bad. I think it's fair to say forty-one episodes. Can't can't go uh, can't say too much against that. I would say we've um, looking on iTunes. We've we've only got five reviews, although they are five star reviews. So I'm not complaining too much. But it'd be nice if we could get a few more. What have we done there? Well, we right at the beginning of the year, back on the fourth of January. We started off with episode 48, and um, we started the year with a review of A Prophet Said, and then from there, completed Coma Lies, and then Karma Code, and then Shallow Life Reviews, and now we're obviously halfway through halfway through Dark Adrenaline. We've had six different coilers on the podcast, uh, specifically new interviews with coilers on the podcast, although it's fair to say we've had... A few um, people come on more than once, which has always been good to see. On the 22nd of February, so just the week after we the big news about Pizza and uh, Chicho leaving the band, we interviewed uh, Pizza about his retirement from Lacuna Coil. That was in episode 54, and I and again, I highly recommend everybody listen to it. It was a great interview. It was really good for Pizza to um, take time to speak to us about it and really, really got a sense that he was... Um, this is a positive thing for him and and you know, answered quite a few of the questions that we had. The following week, episode 55, we interviewed Ryan Folden uh, from the US, sort of live as it were, from the US, about being a drummer for, for Lacuna Coil, standing in as it were. Uh, it's the first time we've spoken to Ryan on the podcast. It was, was great to get the opportunity to speak to him. And then the week after that, which I'm, I'm sure you'll all remember, we interviewed... Um, Chris about his retirement from Lacuna Coil and what proved to be technically one of our most challenging podcasts to date, I think it's fair to say. Let's just say that the internet let us down on that that night and there was lots and lots of lag. Uh, but we managed to get there in the end. And again, much like Pizza's interview, it was absolutely fascinating to um, hear what Chris had to say. Uh, and if anybody's got any questions about why the two... Um, musicians left the band then i highly recommend you check out episodes 55 and um 50 no 54 and 56 i think they are uh, as well as 55 if you want to um hear what ryan has to say about being a drummer for the uh for the band not long after that in a two-part a three-part interview in fact we interviewed uh, andrea uh, in london about broken crown halo and then in episode 64 in May, Kathleen from the US interviewed Christina about being a role model to a number of fans across the internet, which is um, which proved to be a very, very interesting interview. Obviously, whilst this was going on, we were having our weekly conversations, our quizzes, and our, well, we won't best not talk about our quizzes much, guys, because <laughs> one of the more embarrassing parts, but certainly our reviews as well as our chats. It's always great. Episodes 75 and 76, which first uh, published on the 23rd of August, was um, the Euro Festival special, which I took my microphone on the Lacuna Coil tour bus for two days, starting with a trip to Alcatraz Festival in Belgium, then on to Bloodstock in the UK. Uh, and it's an opportunity for... Well, it was certainly an opportunity for me to find out what it's really like on a tour bus. Cramped, I think is how I would describe it. And opportunity for everybody um, to 
kind of get us, hopefully get a sense of what it's like being on tour, albeit for a couple of days at festivals um, with Lacuna Core. I also managed to interview Lacuna Core tour manager Gus, and there are various chats uh, of, shall we say, some professional, some not quite so professional, with various members of Lacuna Core. So it was um, it proved to be a very interesting couple of days, and uh, hopefully an interesting addition to the podcast. Episode 78 of the Empty Spiral podcast, which was released on the 6th of September, brought us a new part of the podcast, which I described as the song death match. Uh, the first one, we pitted Swamped and Zombies against each other, and we argued the case for both. We've done a few of those since. I think we'll be seeing a few more of them in 2015. I don't know what you think, guys, but I find them quite fun to do. Yeah, definitely. So sit down and argue our way through the <laughs> pros and cons of various Lacunicor songs. Whilst we all try to go, no, we do like it, but this one's better. It was quite <laughs> funny to see how we do that. Beginning from November, 8th of November, we were on tour. Uh, it, the uh, Broken Ground Halo tour, which was the uh, European tour. We um, we joined Lacunicor, followed them on the road, as it were. And we did five dates. and You got to follow us on tour. We kind of talked in the car or we talked around your house mike and we yeah we did quite a few things which was great 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 fun uh, one of the highlights of the year for me and then in the three episodes following it so that's episode 50, uh, 86 87 and 88 uh, we published the interviews with andrea christina and mouse um from the tour so they were published on the 15th, the 22nd, and 29th of November. So, yeah, it's been a, I would say, guys, it's been a very, very, very exciting and uh, very active year for us on the podcast. Just a quick look at our social networks. We've got, as I say this, we've got 5,423 likes on our Facebook page. We need more, but that's pretty good. We like that. It's gone up by a couple of thousand this year. Um, we've got um, just shy of 1,000 followers on Twitter. We need more. Let's see if we can break the Twitter 1000 barrier very, very soon. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say that 2014 has been a very active year for Lacuna Coil and a very active year for us Lacuna Coil fans. Would you not agree? Yeah, very much so. It's um, good to see good to see it this way and may, may it continue next year, hopefully. Certainly hope so. Certainly yes. hope so. I suspect it won't be quite as active. Normally, no, we haven't got no. An album being released, you don't get that level of activity, but I'm sure they'll be touring and I'm sure we'll have the opportunity to catch the up. road trip. Yeah, <laughs> October, November road trip again, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. To kind of finish our review of 2014, what's been your Lacuna Core highlights of the year then? What about you, Mike? What have you enjoyed in 2014? Well, I would say one of the main things was in the summer when I was on holiday in Brazil. Um, that that for me was pretty good. That I I kind of t- killed two birds with one stone. That I had a very good holiday, but I got to meet some coilers whilst I was there. So to see people and meet people for, on the other side of the world is always good. And I'm still in touch with um, a lot of them, so that was good. And um, the road trip, um, that's always a highlight of my social calendar throughout the uh, through the year. And I wouldn't miss it for the world with both of you. And I think it's always good to catch up with the crew and the band and everyone else. And it's it's a really good good time had by all. Cool. About you, Russ? Yeah, highlights for me. Well, I was going to say this year, last year, definitely the road trips. 
um, specifically the uh, the mini tour that we did over in uh, Italy and Switzerland, uh, going and seeing the Z7 show in uh, in Basel or just outside of Basel. That was uh, great, great, great fun, great times, great show, and um, just good to to see everyone really. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. I mean, for me, I think 2014 has probably been. Oh gosh, it's been one of my most active Lacuna Core years, shall we say? Um, aside from anything else, I've saw ten shows this year, <laughs> ten performances, which takes my total to eighty-seven. So <laughs> you ain't catching up with me anytime soon, guys. All right, I am going to keep forging forward. Um, <laughs> but there've been so many highlights for me. I, I mean, let's not forget that we, as I said before, we saw the release of Broken Ground Halo, which, uh, in my review, was a great album. I still believe that true one of the strongest i've ever done so you know that alone would have been a a great highlight of the year but uh, as you mentioned russ we got the a mini trip to um, italy um seeing them in monza in the rain which was wet lots of rain lots of rain <laughs> lots of rain uh and of course uh following that we um we then saw them in um in switzerland with that great road trip through the alps was it through the alps is that the alps not the alps was, was it was it? Yeah, the alps lots of tunnels lots of tunnels yeah tunnels lots of tunnels um great show in z7 uh, and of course the ride back the following day which was uh equally fun uh and then again as, as i mentioned before i got the tour bus ride or hitched a lift as it were to belgium and then back to bloodstock in the uk for a couple of days very different kind of experience uh fun lots of uh lots of inactivity shall we say uh lots of sitting around but um still a hell of a lot of fun and then we had the five shows in the uk which you, you both mentioned which was great catching up with you guys um lots of trips to the pub and uh <laughs> and lots of shows and yeah just just a lot of fun basically and then finally my my year was kind of ended up with that quick trip over to um to italy to to see them at um at the rock tv Xmas show which was um you know i was over there delivering presents and um opportunity struck so took it ended up with a completing an amazing year lacuna call wise for me so it's hard to really pick one it really is hard the whole thing has just proven to be a great year for lacuna call and uh I've enjoyed every moment of it. And as you say, Mike, let's hope that 2015 um, equals or maybe even exceeds it. So there we go. Uh, interested to hear from everybody listening to the podcast. What's your favourite part of 2014? Did you get a chance to see Lacuna Coil? If you did, feel free to come on and to the podcast and tell us all about it. Or feel free to post on our pages what you thought the highlights were. And um, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you, basically. have our review mm-hmm. it's been a couple of weeks guys but we are yeah. still right in the middle of dark adrenaline and it is id bit well, for those of you that don't don't read lacuna core set lists otherwise known as i don't believe in tomorrow so is it me to go first i think it is i think it is me isn't it right so where to start with id bit 
I'm not going to call it a bit. I actually don't like it referring to it as a bit, but it is quite a long title. Let's go. All right. So I'll start that again. Where to start? No, I'm not going to start again. Right. <laughs> I don't believe in tomorrow. Well, I would say I think this has one of the best openings of any Lacuna Core live well, any Lacuna Core um, song anywhere i just love the way it builds up slowly and then kicks in and the, the track is just it's just a monster it really is i mean i think the, the once the once the bass kicks in and the guitars kick in uh it starts off with christina um singing some great lyrics for the uh for the first verse and then andrea kicks in with the second part of the the chorus supported by christina which i'll come on to a little bit more in a minute and then it switches back to Christina, and then we got um, some great, a great bridge, absolutely fantastic. Um, one of the highlights, I think, of any song for me is the the bridge and repeat, which starts off at two minutes thirty-eight, where she's Christina's kind of giving that "I avenge you, I avenge you," and then you've got Andrea coming in and roaring "You," and then we go into the into the reprise once more with the sort of the final chorus um, after a guitar instrumental. And then that moment of calm, and then boom, we're back in again. Uh, it's just, it's epic. It really, really is. I love this song from start to finish. It, it, it's, it feels compact. It doesn't stay out of state. It's work, welcome at all. In fact, it comes to a, a you know, a very it doesn't peter out. It just boom stops. That's it. Done. Over. Uh, everything about it just feels like a massive song. It doesn't come as a surprise that it's the opener. Um, during the um, Dark Adrenaline tours at all to me. A couple of things about it, I think that um, what I really like when they play it live is the second part of the, the chorus, um, which Andrea, when Andrea says, I want to have an eye because I don't believe in tomorrow, avenge what I know now because I have no faith in you, which is he repeats that twice as part of the chorus. The second part of that is supported by Christina in a kind of a harmony, but you don't really hear it very well on the album. You hear the first line of it, but then either it's been um, mixed out or they chose to do something different. But when they play it live, Christina strongly supports Andrea's vocals in that second point. It really comes across really well. I love the two of them anyway when they're singing together, and I really like the way they do it live. Um, one slightly negative thing I would say about the the song is that uh, when they play it live, is that I love the way that Christina sings the "I Avenge You, I Avenge You" part on the album. She does it differently when they do it live, and I prefer the album version to that. Um, she's kind of more in your face, "I Avenge You," sort of chanting it rather than the kind of the almost twisted evil whispering um, which you get when she does it on the on the album, which I really like. Um, I would say that my I don't really have a single favourite line in this song. Uh, the the second verse I love everything from I will rise from the ashes again. You can call me out, but I'm still the same. So don't even try to figure me out. It's too late. If I'm too complicated, leave now, because I could easily be without you. I'll bury your remorse because I just feel that I can't trust anymore. What a great piece of poetry! I love that whole verse. Fantastic. I'm a big, big, big fan of this song, and you're probably guessing that already. <laughs> um, so yeah, for me, this is this is fantastic. This song really is an epic epic loud massive track from lacuna core right in the middle of dark adrenaline just when you might be going to sleep that's me boom boom mike what do you think of it um you've you've summed it up to a t i i, I think that the slow burning start reminds me of something i don't know almost melodic like 
almost like to live is to hide with the opening of that. But as, you, as you've uh, quite rightly pointed out, it's the very slow burning candle effect to then bang, it uh, explodes in your face um, with a roller coaster of um, going up and down and backwards and forwards of epicness throughout. I, I really like this song. Um, you've, you've summed it up throughout of a lot of things that I've written down, the, the, especially the I Will Rise From The Ashes again. That's one of my favourite parts. And the, um, the I Avenge You, Obviously, that that's very um, very hard hitting on the song as well. Um, I like the percussion and the bass throughout; it works really well, and the guitar work. Uh, I can't really say much more. Really, it's um, I thoroughly enjoy it, and live especially, it's one of these songs that should stay um, a staple part of their um, their set list for um, many years to come. Like some of the tracks that we uh, we know and love on there, and uh, I can't fault it. Really, I really enjoy it. Good, good stuff. What about you, Russ? Yeah, echoing you both, really. Big, big fan of this song. Um, as you've both mentioned, it's got that haunting introduction, and then you get that sort of joint. The interesting part is the guitar riff and the bass riff at the, the intro kick it at exactly the same time. It just gives a profound element of heaviness. Mm. And, you know, it's got that really deep, dirty bass sound, which I love. Um, I think the vocals are great. One thing I pick up listening to this song is... Christina, specifically in the verses, there's an element of her vocals that are double track where she's sort of harmonising with herself. So that's another thing you can sort of pick up when you listen to this song that just adds different textures. Uh, it's sort of a, an angry, aggressive, emotional song, which I think works really, really well. We should both covered live. It's epic, and I think it works brilliantly as an opener. And um, as, as you said, Matt, big, big fan of the lyrics. Uh, the one that I picked out is, the smile on my face is burning. I cannot keep it on long enough. And there's just so many images in those lyrics and um it's just a top top song mm. yeah it is a top top song yeah we we didn't hear it in the recent i mean obviously for broken how crown halo this year they've been playing those songs and opening up with likes of zombies and so on and so forth um but it does need to return i mean it is a, just a monster song numbers wise then i uh, this is close to a 10 out of 10 song for me i'm gonna give it a nine and a half arguably nine seven five it's certainly up there um, with End of Time. It's it's just amazing, this song. Uh, I was listening it again today, and uh, it never fails to put a smile on my face for many different reasons. Uh, brilliant song. So I'm going to go with 9.5 out of 10. Almost perfect for me. What about you, Mike? Uh, perfect 10. I, I love it. Perfect 10. Okay, Russ? This is a 9 to a 9.5 for me, so 9.25 to be precise. Okay, 9.25 for you, 9.5 for me, and a perfect 10 out of 10 for Mike. Big, big numbers on Dark Adrenaline, guys. Mm. This is turning out to be a bit of an awesome album. Interesting to see how it finally stacks up against the others and and uh, whether or not Broken Crown Halo can come along and uh, equal it. But we've got that to come. Anyway, there we go. For the moment, at least, I don't believe in tomorrow. Right, well, it's been a couple of weeks off, guys, but I think that brings us to a close this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. It's been great talking to you both again. I've missed you both, so, um, yeah, I'm glad you had a great time, but uh, I'm glad it's all over so we can get back to our regular chatting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Catch up soon, yeah, absolutely. And we'll have to go for that curry that we keep promising ourselves. Yeah. 
definitely. Butter Chicken Express. The Butter Chicken Express, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so hopefully by you now you know how to get hold of us on the Antispiral Podcast. You can, of course, link to all of our all of our social networking sites via the main webpage over at EmptySpiral.net. Uh, you can see the links to our social networks there, and you can also go to the podcast page or via the features or via the slider menu at the top, and you'll be able to download or listen to all previous episodes, all previous 89, and then this 90th one when it gets released tomorrow, which will be today when you hear this, so let's not confuse you. Anyway, so yeah, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so from the page. You can put messages on our Facebook page. Uh, you can send us a message on twitter whatever you want to do we're looking forward to catching up with a few more coilers this year so if you want to be on the podcast please do so please do contact us i should say um, because it'd be great to uh, catch up with you but until then as as always have a great time speak to you very soon and listen to more lacuna call cheers guys cheers guys